Welcome to Life on Pause, a podcast defining the experience of being a young adult with cancer. Each episode, we explore issues impacting young adults in and after treatment. Like what you hear? Have something to add? Come join us for next month's recording, the third Tuesday at 6 p.m. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to Life on Pause. My name is Casey, and and today I will be talking with Kayla, a fellow AYA cancer survivor, about the topic of survivor's guilt. We've discussed, you know, oftentimes people want cancer to be this victorious journey and everything's all, all sunshines. But, you know, as we both know, it's not always all positive. Before we get into it, I just want to say thank you for agreeing to talk to me about this. Thanks for having me. It's such an important aspect that I feel like a lot of people don't know much about or are, I would say, less informed especially survivors themselves. Definitely, definitely. And, and I think it follows that trend. It, it's hard sometimes, completely understandably, for people to invest in emotionally in parts of the cancer journey that are just not always as, as bright. For our listeners as background, before we get into it, would you mind giving me a little bit of an overview of your, your cancer timeline, really from diagnosis to, to where you are now? So I was diagnosed in 2015 at age 15 with Hodgkin's lymphoma, specifically nodular lymphocyte predominant Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I was a sophomore in high school. I went through chemo and immunotherapy. And then in June of 2015, I was in remission. I would like to say that cancer kind of just like left my life then, but as every cancer survivor knows, it doesn't just go away. And a lot of that has stayed with me to today, emotionally, physically, a lot of it survivor's guilt, but other stuff too. Actually this year, I started working for Fort Diamonds um, as an intern, post-grad intern. And Fort Diamonds was basically the people that paid for all my treatment. So I was a Fort Diamonds kid and now I'm an intern. I came full circle, helping people who were like me when I was younger, helping people like families and just trying to get an end of childhood cancer. That's amazing. I'm sure it's something that you don't have to, uh, the purpose of your work is clear from your experiences. Thank you for sharing that and for, for your background, just, just to help set the stage as we look to talk about Survivor's Guild a little bit more. Something we previewed a little bit is that the emotional challenges of cancer treatment uh, are often overlooked, both during and after treatment. There's such a focus on your physical health that emotional health can be put on the back burner at times. Um, and so you, you mentioned um, survivor's guilt, but would you mind just talking a little bit more about your experiences with some of those challenges that you face both during and after treatment? Aside from survivor's guilt, one of the most emotionally challenging things I experienced was probably loneliness, which is kind of ironic seeing as like you have all these people around you worrying about you. And for me, I think that just made me feel more lonely because I didn't know whether these people really cared or they were just trying to make themselves feel better. They felt like they had to like worry and talk to me because of what I was going through. And I think that just made me feel even more alone. And that was also compounded by the fact that my best friend, who we had been friends since elementary school, probably, I want to say maybe a month into my treatment, she stopped returning my texts, stopped calling me basically fell off the deep end. I'm not really sure why to this day. I don't really know why other than what she told me was that it was hard for her being a junior in high school going through that. And I think sometimes that 
hurt more than the physical side effects. Just knowing that the one person I wanted to be there for me wasn't. Loneliness is definitely something that I felt then. I'd also say definitely survivor's guilt. And that started, I want to say, maybe not necessarily right in the heat of treatment, but a few months after, I started feeling like, why did I survive? Like, why aren't other people surviving? Why am I surviving when there's little kids, grown adults, people who aren't surviving? And that has stayed with me until now. I'd like to say it's getting better, but there are days where I'm just like, I don't understand why I'm still here when other people who at times I feel are more deserving of living aren't here. And that's something that I'm struggling with and have struggled with since probably a few months after treatment. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing. And and my reason for asking that was that I think so often when an outsider pictures a cancer patient, they they think of all the physical challenges. And so I, I appreciate you sharing that. I, I hope it brings to life some of the emotional challenges that that patients face as well. Um, and, and our topic really of today being being survivor's guilt. I think you outlined a really what I think is a really interesting paradox for cancer patients, because I think there's so often when you're first diagnosed, there's this sense of why me? Why me? And then with survivor's guilt, it's the same question, but for a different reason, which is why me? Why, why am I still here? And so you talked about a little bit of the struggles with that. In your own words, how would you define survivor's guilt exactly and the way it makes you feel and the parts of your life that it affects? I would define survivor's guilt as emotional pain, constant worrying, because you made it through something so traumatic and people expect you to be happy, which I am very happy that I made it through. But at the same time, I feel like there are other people that should have made it through. So it's constantly trying to figure out why I deserve to make it through, why I survived. And I think it's just a constant cycle of that, asking questions like, why me? What did I do to deserve this? It's not even just in cancer, it could be any traumatic experience, but for me, this was a traumatic experience. And it makes me feel horrible sometimes because I'm like, I have a wonderful life, like family who loves me, but sometimes I feel like there were people more deserving of surviving than me. It's really hard. Like I've struggled to admit it for a long time. I struggle to talk about it, even with like my mom, who's like probably the closest person in my life. I felt ashamed, embarrassed, because I survived cancer, I should be ecstatic. I should want to celebrate and live life to its fullest. But here I am constantly worrying because I survived while lots of other people didn't. And that stays with me every day. And something that I don't see in my future not affecting me. Um, It affects me with everyday life, just in general. I don't really think there's a day that goes by that I don't think about it. And that resonates with what I've heard as a lot of the, you know, underlying feelings of survivor's guilt is it's, it's really this spiral. So you want to be grateful for surviving and you are, but you have these side effects. You have this lingering emotional weight that you're carrying and you're angry that, you know, you have to deal with those side effects. And then you're angry at yourself for not being more grateful that you're just alive. And some people aren't. It's a challenge of making sure you can feel all those feelings without, you know, letting some of that guilt weigh you down. So have you found ways to to cope with that and to make room for both some of that anger and some of that gratitude? I want to say yes. 
it took me a long time until I was actually ready to talk about it. During my cancer treatment, I was seeing a therapist, but I wasn't, I didn't want to talk about any of it. I acted like everything was all happy and like wonderful. And then like after treatment, that attitude that I had in therapy stayed the same. I didn't want people to like worry. I, I don't like people like feeling like pity for me. Two, three years after that, I wasn't in therapy because I was like, I'm fine. I don't need to talk to anybody. Like no one's going to understand what I'm talking about. They're going to, they're going to think I'm stupid for feeling like this because I should be ecstatic. And then probably I want to say two, two and a half years ago, I started seeing another therapist and I think I had reached a point where it was so much because I, I already have depression, anxiety, and then on top of this, the survivor's guilt. And I was finally able to share how I was feeling. And it was probably the hardest thing I've done, just being honest about how I felt that I didn't think I deserved to be here, that I thought there were other people that were more deserving. Other people should survive. Well, like, not saying that I wanted to not survive, but I feel like there are people like kids out there. That is the one thing that, where I feel my most survivor's guilt. When I was being treated, I was treated at a children's hospital. Yeah, granted, I was 15, so still a kid, but I saw all these little kids, like four, five, six, seven, eight, going through what I was going through. And I don't think they, I mean, they probably had an idea like, oh, this, they're sick, whatever. But like, they didn't, I don't think they truly understood. And that broke me. And one day I was in the clinic and I ended up with an, some infection. So I ended up in the hospital overnight and there was this little boy and he ended up in the hospital just down the hall from actually was right next door and our moms had talked like in clinic so because that's what you do when you're there you talk and try to get to know other people so I knew his name and stuff but I want to say one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning I woke up in my hospital bed to screaming and it was coming from the room next door and it lasted probably for 15 or 20 minutes just pure screaming and that's something I will never get out of my head. It's something that stays with me because there are so many kids like him out there that are going through cancer right now, have gone through it, haven't, and that haven't survived. Well, me, I made it through. And that just, it tears me up, especially just thinking back to that day because I can remember it so vividly. And that is definitely the main source of my survivor's guilt. Like, the fact that there are little kids out there who aren't surviving while I'm here I am now, um, seven years later, I'm still struggling with it, but now I'm actually able to talk about it in therapy. It's a work in progress, but I think just being able to talk about it with someone is a lot more than I was able to do three or four years ago. So I think talking has been major for me and knowing that there's a reason that I survived. I don't know what that is. Like whether it was to be a big sister to my younger siblings, because that's one of the things I love in life, being there for my siblings or being a writer so I can tell my story to other people or just being part of this podcast. But it's something that I'm going to deal with for a while or probably the rest of my life because it's just that cycle, that endless cycle that tears me up. And I really wish it didn't, but that's what survivor's guilt is. It's something that I'm going to have to deal with the rest of my life because of what I went through.
Yeah, and that's powerful. I was 22, and I was also treated in a children's hospital. I, you know, understand that I think when you look at a team of doctors and, and nurses and everyone else on the staff, they, they look at you as this patient within that setting often as, as a kid. But I completely understand when you're that much older than all the other patients, it's hard not to feel some responsibility with that too. Like, yeah, this is not great. This sucks. But there are people who have it pretty bad as well. Young kids who are really going through it. And it, it is a vicious cycle because you don't want to compare levels of suffering. No one wins from from those conversations and make you feel like a lack of validation in yours. But it is very hard when you visually have those memories and those experiences. Yeah. It's hard to process and it's hard it's hard not to think about once you see that. And so it's just really something that I think you consider survivor's guilt as a, as a phenomenon that, that many cancer patients face. But when you look at the setting within a children's hospital, it just it takes a new level of darkness that can be really hard at times. Yeah, I definitely agree. I just wish there was a way for it to not happen, like for there not to be survivor's guilt, for, for everyone to be able to survive. It's a lot. The emotional aspects of cancer can sometimes be harder to go through than the physical because the physical there's like a set plan like the doctors know okay this is what we're going to do that sort of thing but with emotional it's kind of up in the air it can affect you it cannot affect you it can affect you mildly part of the reason we're we're having this conversation is because survivor's guilt is something that affects a lot of patients i was doing some research into this prior to our conversation and i've seen estimates as as high as 55% um, and I've seen estimates that are lower than that as well. But point being on a, on a sheer volume basis, survivor's guilt is something impacting millions of, of cancer survivors. And the end goal, the, the one, the hope one day is that we'll be able to cure cancer. But, but in the meantime, this is something that patients are going to continue to deal with. Do you have ideas as to something within the system, something that could happen during and after treatment that, that might help people? that might reduce the, the onset of survivor's guilt? Aside from curing cancer, I would say that having doctors speak with their patients more about it, give them resources, like just explain that this is a possibility, like you may experience different emotional aspects, you may not, but just having that information about what you could experience, I think could be really helpful. If I had known that a lot of people have survivor's guilt and that it's pretty common, then I feel like I would have been less ashamed, less embarrassed. I probably would have been more willing to talk about it. So I feel like just getting that information out and just letting people know that this is a possibility. Do you know how you get the whole list of like side effects that you could get from treatment? <laughs> I feel yes. like you could definitely add this in big, bold letters on that list that you could experience survivor's guilt and other emotional things like I know that for me, my depression was worsened. My anxiety was worsened. Everything that had to do with mental health and emotionally, it was just made worse by the whole cancer experience. So I feel like having information is a good step towards helping with survivor's guilt. And then just encouraging patients to, if they feel comfortable talking about it, because I think that was the thing that helps me the most. Because for a while, I kept every emotion about cancer bottled up. It was a hard time and I didn't want to talk about it to anybody. Being able to talk to somebody helped, even if it was just a little, but it took a slight burden off of me because I felt like I didn't have to keep it all bundled up. 
that's a great list of starting items to help people deal with this. And, you know, interestingly, one of the things you mentioned at the beginning is feeling isolated during cancer treatment. And part of the reason for, for this podcast and for this group is to have a connection amongst patients to, to help reduce those feelings of isolation. I'm curious, do you think that would be helpful for survivor's guilt as well to connect if someone was willing to share that they were also suffering from survivor's guilt? Do you think that would be helpful to, to talk to someone who's going through that as well? Just knowing that there's someone out there that is experiencing maybe not something exactly what you're experiencing, but something similar. I think that could be really helpful to anybody listening to this podcast. If you ever want to talk about survivor's guilt, I'm here. I will talk about it because I feel like that's useful for not only me, but for anybody else who wants to talk about it. And it's just a step closer to hopefully ending survivor's guilt. Just talking about it can be helpful and knowing you're not alone. Categorically, this sometimes it's groups within survivor's guilt and sometimes it's considered a, a different issue. What we've been talking about so far, I guess, is guilt associated with the fact that you survived and, and some others unfortunately did not. However, another form of guilt that many cancer patients feel is the burden that was placed on their loved ones, on their family and friends just for having to go through it, having to you know, support you and, and see you through that time. Is that something that you feel is, is similar and connected? And have you had similar coping strategies or do you approach that in a different way? I would say it's definitely grouped under survivor's guilt because it's something that you experienced while you were going through the treatment. And then even after, for me, like I felt a lot of burden, like my mom had to take time off work make sure that I was okay because I was 15. She had to take me to my appointments. She stayed home with me. She made me pierogies at five o'clock in the morning because I was craving them. There was a lot put on her plate and then like on my dad's too. I mean, with any family, when stuff like that happens, it becomes a struggle for everyone. One of the worst feelings with survivor's guilt as far as family and burdens go was the one on my siblings because they were, they're both younger than me. My brother was in middle school and my sister was, I think, in kindergarten. Their lives changed just as much as mine. My parents weren't home as much for them, so they were spending a lot of time at my cousins, at my grandparents. There were times where I was in the hospital, and so my mom would stay with me, and my dad would be working, so they would have to stay at my grandparents or at my cousins for, like, days at a time. My parents were missing, like, their sporting events, like, all that sort of stuff. I feel bad because I know that I got all my parents' attention at that time. Whether my parents meant to or not, it's just what happened. I still feel bad about that now. I think that definitely qualifies as survivor's guilt. I think there's many layers. Most of it stems from me surviving while someone else did it. Coping-wise for that was just probably also talking about it with my therapist and talking about it with my family. My siblings, during that time, they had some jealousy and animosity towards me because I was getting all of my parents' attention. But looking back now, I think they understood why. They're not like jealous or anything anymore, but they were middle school and kindergarten. So obviously they felt like they were getting the short end of the straw. Just having honest conversation about it can be helpful. Maybe there's not a lot you can change because of the circumstances, but just honesty, talking could be used for, I think, any form of survivor's guilt. I appreciate you expanding there. I've heard a little bit about both types of guilt and how... They're related, but some some people feel both. Some people feel one. As you described, you know that common theme of just that guilt. And although cancer can be quite random, 
that doesn't mean that the patient isn't left feeling guilty for all that change because of them. Thank you for sharing that. One thing I'm curious about that I guess we haven't talked about yet is, you know, you mentioned really how this makes you feel. Do you find these feelings to be constant? Is it something that ebbs and flows will pick up at times and then you might go, you might have a few good months without it? What has been your experience with that? In the back of my mind constantly, but times when I get close to appointments regarding my cancer history, the feelings of guilt feel worse, probably because everything's heightened around it. If I'm getting a scan, I'm terrified. Blood work, oh my gosh, what's going to show? So I think that has something to do with it. My nightmares get worse. I wake up drenched in sweat, terrified because I had a dream that I was told I had cancer again. I think that's also part of my survivor's guilt, nightmares, just waking up and having heard the doctor told me that I had cancer in my dream. That's probably one of my recurring nightmares over and over. When I'm like, okay, I know I have an appointment at Hershey in like a week or whatever, it gets worse. Or at times where I'm feeling sick and I'm like freaking out because, oh my gosh, what if it's cancer? Like, what if, what is this? The feelings of guilt get worse then too. When I see a kid with cancer, I get like, I don't know, not attachment, but like, I feel like I'm not going to know what happens to them. And for all I know, they could survive, they could not. And that, that just bothers me not knowing uh, one way or the other. And I think that's one of the things that bothered me the most when I was in the hospital, not knowing. I know I survived, but like, what about those kids that I saw? And I think it's just those like reminders, the commercials, the radio ads or whatever caused my survivor's guilt to get worse. That's why it's hard because it's a cycle. And like, I never know when I'm going to hear a radio ad or see a commercial on TV. And I don't know how I'm going to feel after I watch it or hear it. And I think that's part of survivor's guilt. Like you don't always know when the worst feelings are going to hit. That's interesting. I didn't think of the kind of that stimulus that you can't really control, like those commercials and and when they'll pop up and, and how that will make you feel. The reason I had asked about about the timing was for what you pointed out, you know, with my own behaviors, I just noticed a pattern of behaviors around appointments, like within a week of an appointment, I start to be more on edge and I, I start to notice things. And, you know, identifying that as step one, where, you know, stopping those feelings is step yeah. two. So we'll, we'll get there. But I was curious because I, I think so many notice that and it's just interesting that you say like the, the commercials, uh, billboards, whatever it may be, you can't control to an extent, when you interact with those, you don't know when they're going to come. There could be strategies you have if it's, you know, the around the timing of an appointment. But outside of that, there's some things you just, you can't control that you see. Okay, well, well, just one last question for you. And, and that would be, you know, we've talked a lot about your experience with survivor's guilt, how you've coped with it, some things that I you know, necessarily haven't always helped going through it. But if you had the chance to talk to someone who's newly experiencing survivor skill and trying to figure out how do I deal with these challenging emotions? What would your advice be for them? As corny as this may sound, you're not alone. There are other people that are experiencing this. For me, that was an important thing to know because it helped me feel less ashamed because the feelings I felt so awful. Why me? Why did I survive? Why did these other people? Knowing that other people are experiencing that can be helpful more than anybody knows and if you think that you can talk to someone about it talk talk to anybody whether it be your best friend family member doctor therapist anybody 
you may not be able to talk about it right away. Like for me, it took years. And sometimes I still struggle to talk about it and put into words what I truly feel. But now that I was able to put it into words, I feel a little less burdened. And I think that's important. Kayla, I think there can be a you know certain level of understanding if someone in your immediate family, if you're a cancer patient, someone in your family was, or someone you know, um, I think there can be a little bit more understanding with some of the emotional challenges. But to outsiders, it might not be as clear. I think really the most ignorant thing that someone can say who doesn't understand to a cancer patient is, you survived. You know why? Why are you upset? Shouldn't you be grateful? What would you say to those hurtful words? I would definitely say respectfully. If you haven't experienced cancer yourself or anything really, then you should refrain from commenting on it. And I think that goes for a lot of stuff, especially different aspects of cancer. I've had people say certain things like that to me, and usually I just smile and nod. But like, I feel like if you're gonna say something like that, you have to have something that can back it up like you have to have some experience of your own in that aspect of whatever it is cancer affects everybody differently even if maybe one of your friends had cancer and they're now living their life to their fullest they're so happy like they have no regrets or anything regarding it that may be different for someone else and i think the most important thing to remember is everybody is different when it comes to cancer everybody reacts to their treatment um after treatment every everybody reacts to it differently you never know who's going to react a certain way. So you don't want to make assumptions like that. Yeah. How many times after finishing treatment did you hear? I'm so glad you're done with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I heard because I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, not non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I'm like, they're like, oh, the good cancer. Yeah. Yes. I guess if you want to put it that way. Sure. <laughs> I would not put it that way. It's cancer. But OK, cool. It's OK. I can laugh about it now. And it just comes from people who may not have had experience with cancer themselves or through a loved one and ignorant to things you shouldn't say. It's ignorant and in many ways they're probably lucky. Yes. They're probably just unaware because they haven't experienced it. And yeah. there's, there's just a certain level of understanding that comes with the territory and you can kind of tell someone doesn't have that. Before I had experience with it, I probably would have said some of those things too, just because I didn't know. You don't know until it affects you. Same. That's like an important point to bring up because I think we say these things sometimes and then it can make us laugh because it can be hurtful if you don't take humor with it. But yeah, that, do that doesn't mean that we at some point in our life weren't the same and would have made the same comments. It's just part of the learning that comes with, with the diagnosis and part of what we're trying to raise awareness about. Kayla, you mentioned uh, a willingness to talk with anyone who wants to discuss this further. If anyone is in that boat, is there a way to get in contact with you? You can reach me at Life on Pause's email, which is lifeonpause at pennstatehealth.psu.edu. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Life on Pause. This has been our conversation with Kayla about Survivor's Guild. Thanks for listening to Life on Pause. Ideas or suggestions for future episodes? Feel free to share them with us. Join us for the next recording on the third Tuesday of the month. Until, Until next, next time. time.